everyone. We're back with episode 146 of the District 3 podcast, recording live from the studio here in Little Rock. So we actually had a, uh, a good friend who's actually our guest today uh, lend us his studio so that we can record while we're in Little Rock. Ty King, thank you for joining us, Ty. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Hey, I, I, I never knew how to pronounce your name until I met you. I've seen, I had, we haven't interacted that much on social media. Sure. We knew of each other. We've been Facebook friends probably for what, two or three years maybe? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's in, and this is the first time I'm ever meeting you right, right. Uh, because of the, the RCAST uh, convention, which is, is it the first ever Arkansas yes. podcast convention? First ever, yeah. And, uh, and you invited me, and I was super excited when I saw just the announcement in general of, of that you were doing this and the people that were helping you were doing this. And, uh, and we'll talk about that at the end of the uh, – getting close to the end of the podcast. But first, just to kind of give some background information on you, uh, how long have you been in the area? Were you born here in Arkansas, um, or did you move from somewhere else? So born in Dardanelle, if you know where that is. Yeah, so been there. Northwest Arkansas. So it's like it's closer up that that direction, you know, past Russellville, all that. Um, but yeah, throughout my childhood, we also moved back and forth between Tyler, Texas, and and uh, back to Arkansas. Okay. All my family is from Dallas and and the East Texas. One person moved to Arkansas, and then the rest of the family just started moving in. You know, <laughs> member by member, they just sort yeah. of followed in place. And you are in the marketing field. Um, you mm. you were telling me a little bit about some of the stuff that you do. You do a lot, and yeah. I think just like our past guest Itzel, who was telling me about like everything that that she does. How do you manage to do everything that you're doing and not spread yourself thin? By not doing too much. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> so maybe it just looks so like a lot from the outside. It does look like a lot from the outside, especially when you're posting regularly to, you know, uh, the social media, you know what I mean? And every event that you're going to, uh, if for the average person, you know, it seems like a, a lot, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But like you get used to it after a while. It's part of the life of getting, well, the hustle. People call it the hustle, right? Mm -hmm. So getting out there, being active, going to as many events so that you can get your brand identity out there. But like... It, the whole purpose is that you have a goal. You know where you want to get. You know you have to put the work in to get there. Yeah. And there's just sacrifices that have to be made, which is like mostly your time. But also you can spend your time doing things that you love and growing your career at the same time. Can you talk about your business? Uh, I know that we're actually right in the center of it right now, recording sure. here. And uh, I feel like there's just so many different layers to it. Uh, mm -hmm. But for the folks that don't know, can you tell a little bit about you know what you do here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm CEO of the American Business Engine, and it's a full-service marketing company. When you say marketing, people use that as an umbrella term for everything that has anything to do with the computer or talking about your, your brand or your company, yeah. right? So, uh, But no, we specialize basically in website design, social media management, and SEO. SEO is another one of those you know umbrella terms where it covers a lot of things because there's a lot of you know factors that come into how you rank on mm. Google and so making sure your social media is on top of it you're getting regular posts that you're getting interactions that it's also linked to your website that your website is getting keywords put into it uh, that you have the proper metadata and keywords programmed behind your website that people can't read on the front page but it's in the coding you know wow. and there's just there's a ton to it and not everybody understands not everybody has the time to understand and I'm sure if everybody had you know hours and hours and hours extra every day which would be really nice right if you're running a business you don't have time to sit there and learn and keep on top of this stuff plus do your job or yeah. manage your employees you know, do what you're supposed to be doing you know originally for your business and so that's why you have to hire some of these services out mm -hmm. so that they can keep on top of it and that's what we do and we were talking about um, how you all, you all also create websites, help create mm -hmm. websites. And I was sure. telling you about the mess that I created by trying to create my own website. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, for me, it just, you know, I'm, I'm, I would like to say I'm pretty tech savvy, right? Mm -hmm. But just figuring out how to properly place things on a website, like it just seems like a whole other world for me. Yeah. And for you, I guess the way your brain works piece of cake right <laughs> it's like you're it's not necessarily a piece of cake it's just all marketing is is psychology uh. so how do i predict what you're gonna think if i show you a picture of 
an ant, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you had a, a traumatizing experience with an ant, you know yeah. what I mean? You may get the opposite reaction of what I think that you're going to have. If I draw a little smiley face on him, maybe that'll, you know, make you laugh or something. But you know, yeah. you're trying to predict how people are going to react to what you're putting out there. And so the main thing is try to put content out there that focuses not so much on trying to get a reaction out of somebody, mm -hmm. but helping them understand the information that you're wanting them to understand. And so I was, I grew up a big comic book nerd, right? And so if you've never read a comic book and you pick it up and you start trying to read and like you realize it's not a book, you don't read left to right and then mm -hmm. straight down the page, you're going from this panel that might be overlaid by another panel and then you're having to go back up to read what somebody responded to that previous question yeah. <laughs> and so your your eyes are jumping around but it's natural because they studied how the flow of the graphics and the colors and you know uh, arm lengths and that type of thing like your fault your eye naturally follows and knows exactly where to read mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing with the website so you want them to be able to tell within the first five seconds hey this is what we do this is who we are and this is who we serve from then, they can decide, oh, is this something for me or not? Because they'll want to learn more. They'll read more of your services if you've touched on something that actually interests them. Mm -hmm. If not, you've lost them. They're yeah. going to bounce off your website and go to somewhere else. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about SEO and your website design, you know, they always tell you, like, you know, we're Wix partners, but Wix and Squarespace and those types of companies, they, they their advertising is built around, hey, anybody can build a website. Mm -hmm. You can do this. You just that's started I, a business? That's what, that's what Great. Go ahead and jump on our <laughs> platform. Yeah, it's so easy. It blew my head a little bit too much because yeah. I was like thinking I was going to be able to create this masterpiece, and I didn't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit of balance of left brain, right brain. And so you have to be a little bit analytical, but also you know, balance the artistic in there too. Mm -hmm. And so know how to balance out your graphics so that people's eyes can flow and they're easily able to digest what it is that's being written on the page. Um, but it also helps your SEO because that's huge in how you're ranked and how people are going to find you because Google is a business. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just an entity out there that exists off of national funding or anything like that. It makes its money by being able to make the best referrals. So it is the number one search engine because people go there looking for answers and mm -hmm. it has a history of giving you good answers for your questions. And so to continue that, it crawls your website for all the information that you have on there. That way, if anybody ever searches for a term, like let's say that you're, they, you're an attorney that deals in divorce, right? Somebody searches for divorce attorney, they want to be able to supply that person with the best results of local attorneys that can help mm -hmm. represent them in their divorce, right? Yeah. So it's important if you, if so if you're that divorce attorney and you build your website or have somebody build it for you and you never mention where your location is, you don't have your office listed or anything, you just list that you, <laughs> you are a divorce attorney, Yeah. Google's not going to recommend you to anybody because it doesn't know who to recommend you to. Mm -hmm. And so being location specific. So there's a lot of different pieces, like I said. It's a, it's a moving puzzle at all times. So if someone wants to reach out to you to uh, help them build a website, what does that process look like? Like what do you ask them for? And, and yeah, if you can just give me like not specifically step by step, mm -hmm. but yeah. just offer us like what the, what the actual the process looks like. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so whenever a new client or potential new client contacts us, we give them a free consultation and they'll mm -hmm. be like, hey, I, I need a website. And I'll be like, okay, but do you? Let's look at what you have. Yeah. Um, and so we'll look at, first of all, their website. Like I said, that's really important to see is are there graphics that aren't in line? Is it a lot of little small things that will make you seem like you're not professional? Like if you've got a list, uh, you know, three columns in a row, right? Two columns have center aligned text, but one has a left aligned text mm. that looks a little unprofessional. It's a simple mistake. It's yeah. human. But I mean, that one little thing, if somebody is looking at you to see if they need you for that service, they might see you, oh, well, they don't have attention to detail because they <laughs> clearly left this here and they've never yeah. noticed it. Um, so those, those things are important. So we look over you know, the website, how it's performing with SEO and look at all their social media. Um, to see are you posting regularly are you posting content that actually resonates with people or is it just boring bland run-of-the-mill stuff you know I had a, uh, a client before that was 
um, that dealt in uh, bankruptcy. So it's not a fun subject. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? And so if you're like, hey, if you need a bankruptcy attorney, call us. Mm. And it's like, well, eventually, I guess if somebody needs one, they'll find you and they'll call you. But so yeah. we had to work around that and be like, what's an interesting subject that people would want to know, even if they're not trying to file for bankruptcy? And it's like, yeah. okay, well, what happens to your digital currency or your crypto coins whenever you have to file for bankruptcy? And it was like things you never really thought about. And it's like, so we started answering those questions on, on social media and, and gained a following through that. You, you do crypto? You're I don't. I don't mess with it at all. No, no, no. Oh. But I'll, you brought it up, so I was like, I, I will wonder. research it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought about uh, yeah. getting into that space a little bit, but I don't mm -hmm. know, man. It just kind of seems like it's... Seems like the wrong time. Seems like the, the prime now. time to do it was like four or five years ago. <laughs> There's some... I saw this story about this this guy that back when when uh bitcoin mm -hmm. had just like began that he paid uh, a pizza with bitcoin to wow. someone it was like four like i forgot how much i don't know i forgot how much it was but then that amount like is now worth yeah millions just multiplied over and over and over that's crazy <laughs> yeah. and then and then a folk, th there was like a crash that happened also mm -hmm. with with crypto recently and right and uh i hope you know folks were able to kind of cash out and i for, for me, though, it's always been one of those things that it's difficult to, like, I don't fully understand it because I don't fully understand it. I can't commit to it. Yeah. Um, so you did some research on that, too, and, and, and saw if it was something that you'd be. I did because I was looking at, like, what, what were some good investments right now? And, of course, you know, cryptocurrency was the hot topic you know, mm -hmm. for a while. I uh, looked at a few of those, and there's even some of them that were, like, popping up. They were like, you can mine free cryptocurrency if you just log into this app every day and hit this button. And it's <laughs> like, uh, with with a currency that isn't backed up by anything with value, I mean, it's eventually going to fail. It's yeah. going to crash. <laughs> do, you, so. do you do any investments in that, like, whether it be in, like, uh, like in companies or anything like that that you are not specifically associated with? In your yeah, work? yeah, I dabble. So I have invested in, of course, like the main ones with Apple, Amazon, the ones that you know are going to only get larger as time goes by. You know what I mean? Almost guaranteed investments. I mean, yeah, they're a little dip here and there, but like in the ultimate end, they you know, even out. Um, so you got. So at worst comes the worst. Though that money that I invested is still there. You know what I mean? If I ever need it. They always say that that whenever you invest, you got to be. Uh, willing to lose that money mm -hmm. like it's it, yeah. you should put that money to the side and assume that you're probably gonna lose it you yeah know? especially if you're investing in volatile markets um but like right now if if you pay attention to certain markets that are i don't know like niche things like i pay attention to video games right so mm -hmm. video game companies i know um that have done notoriously well and then they take a dip but I know that there are some new releases that are going to be coming out next year. I'll invest in those companies. Like Ubisoft right now was like down to uh, like almost less than $8. But they're usually about around 20 or so. So I know they'll come back. And they've got like two or three Assassin's Creed games that are coming out next year. So I'm like, yeah, they're definitely going to bounce back. So this is definitely worth the investment. You consider yourself a gamer? Oh, yeah, for sure. What do you what do you play? That's so I listen to more gaming podcasts than I listen to anything else. More than I listen to music. Oh really? So, oh yeah, for sure. There's the Daily Shows and yeah, kind I of. I guess funny. I should have assumed that there was gaming podcasts. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what do you what do you play? Um, so I like I'm a very specific kind of gamer. <laughs> it's got to be a third person um, story where it involves some sort of paranormal paranormal elements um, okay and so control was my favorite one i don't know if you ever played that mm -mm. um I, i'm not, was that, was I'm that not the usual like call of duty type of guy <laughs> me neither yeah like i stick to like i stick to uh fighting games okay whether it being like uh ufc or yeah. wrestling and soccer and fifa okay like i i yeah. play fifa uh, i wouldn't say a lot but i play it the most yeah. than any other game um but I wonder why that is that you have that niche to like. I don't know. I've tried to play other people's, you know, like the Call of Duty stuff, and it just doesn't hit for me. Like you uh, want to get scared while you're gaming? Is that no, no, no. When you say paranormal? Oh no, no, no. Because the paranormal doesn't scare me. Okay. Like it gets me excited. It makes me like it opens up my imagination and my mind. I'm mm. like, ooh, what is out there in different realms and, mm. and different types of things? And have how does it gone, influence our physical world here? Have you gone ghost hunting? 
you know, I have never gone ghost hunting, but I have definitely watched ghost hunters a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot, and been very interested in like paranormal investigations, that type of thing. I you should do the Crescent cool. Hotel if you haven't. Have you done it already? I keep hearing about that. Yeah, I definitely want to go there. My wife and I practically live there. Uh, really? We, we go all the time, and uh, we've already been through like the the ghost tour, but now we just kind of roam the hotel. Like That's we just cool. like because yeah. they they allow that. You know, if you even yeah. if you don't stay there. Uh, we've stayed there before. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they you can just go and and go up yeah. up the uh, stairs and and the last time we went, there was a lady dressed up like as a ghost, uh-huh. supposedly. She was just kind of roaming the halls, and I got video of her. Um, and uh, but her outfit was her outfit was was it like very believable? Yeah. She just put on like some pajamas and like messed up her hair a little bit, and she wasn't talking to anybody, just walking around. So, so it kind of like so was those a li- actors walking around too. Well, I don't know if she was that. I mean, she could have been real. She could have been a real ghost. ghost. She didn't talk to me. I don't know who she was. (laughs) But I got video of her, and then she was just kind of roaming the halls. It's it's something that I I definitely recommend for people that want to dab into, like, that paranormal. You might like it. You might not like it, but check out the Crescent Hotel. You can walk in. You don't have to pay them anything to walk in and and roam the halls. Interesting. A lot of history there, um, and just a lot of stuff in Eureka Springs are – really creepy you know yeah. they say that there was like a, a former witch town there's houses that have those triangle windows supposedly for witches back in the day that they that's how you would be able to identify what i didn't know that yeah like they have like triangle um windows and you can still see a lot of them in eureka springs if you ever want to dab into that outside of, of video games check it out very cool. um but yeah that's i still find that very interesting that you kind of like pointed specifically yeah. Those kind of games. So like Control and Plague's Tale. I don't know if you played any of those. Hellblade was one of my very favorites. Are those on on uh, on PC? Uh, no, I'm not a PC gamer. So like PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. Were you able to get one of those PS5s? Oh yeah, for sure. I need to. I've Chad was trying to help me. Oh get really? One, and he sent me the link, and I forgot what it was. I think it was like the week the week that like we had to pay for something super expensive. Uh-huh. So I was like, I probably shouldn't get it. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. I, I think it's it's now easier, right, to get a PS5. It's supposed to get easier. I don't know if it is yet. Oh that was like kind of my justification too to my Isn't wife. That crazy. I told her I was like, hey, listen, it's like it's five hundred dollars, right, for this uh, <laughs> for this PlayStation. Um, and I was like, if I get it, like the retail value is actually higher than what I bought it for because they're so hard to get. And I was like. Yeah. If we, yeah, I was like, <laughs> if I get this and then we need it, I can sell it for more. more money. She's like, no, you're just trying to add it to your collection. I was like, yeah, well, what yeah. do you have? What's your, what's your collection look like in regards? Well, to you know, systems? I was just upgrading from my PS4. And then, do you keep uh, them? Do you keep the old systems? I do, and usually my daughter gets the older systems mm. because she's rough on the controllers and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we went from PS4 to PS5, and then from Xbox One to Xbox, uh, the Series uh, S, the one without the disc drive. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I need a, I, I'm going to try to get a PS5 because I want to try the FIFA and, like, new generation Yeah. Uh, with better graphics. Oh, man, graphic. it's beautiful. When you got a 4K TV and it's, like, you know, this huge ones, the 70 or something inch. Oh, my God. It's I want to, like, I'm thinking about, like, invest, like not investing, but uh, probably do some streaming. You yeah. Know? I think there's also uh, – I know a lot of people stream, but I feel like everybody can kind of – uh, bring something different to the table that mm-hmm. might eventually become a way that you can make money. You yeah. Know? Um, but going back to the uh, to the marketing, sure. uh, Ty, you're here in this very beautiful building, which I'm kind of jealous of. Uh, you have your own little uh, room studio with a mic set up and a desk and a, a back a background. Uh, and uh, how wh- where do you even start in 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 thinking about like having a little studio here? Like how how was that process for you? Because obviously you're doing this marketing thing already. Mm-hmm. Was it just kind of something that was already part of it from the beginning, or did you just do this recently, the studio? Uh, so the studio's been here for a year now. So, but no, like you were saying, did I start the business and then already have this in place? Did you, did you, um, the studio was, was it, did you uh, create it right when you moved into this building? No. Or, or did it take time? Yeah, it took time. It okay. was the idea of, hey, we should, do another podcast and do it right this time and so <laughs> i had a previous uh, uh podcast channel with uh before we rebranded the business itself um and uh i kind of you know gave it up for a few months and then i was like hey let's actually just do it right we have this extra room let's go ahead and, and retrofit this and so so we did we uh put the panels up and to 
get noise absorption. And like every week as we recorded our own podcast, um, it was just making changes to the room. It's like, oh, well, if we've got the echo. And obviously, yes, it's nice being in a tower where you're 28 floors up. But uh, besides uh, it being a headache, it takes about 20 minutes to even get up here because mm-hmm. the, you have to go park in the parking garage, go down the second floor, go through the lobby, take another bank of elevators up to the 28th. Good sure. for your health, though. I guess, walking. yeah. <laughs> Might as well just take the stairs 28 flights down. But yeah. <laughs> Um, the only bad thing is that we have the elevators and so like trying to block out the noise of the elevators while we're recording, that was a headache at first. Yeah. 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 So you hear (laughs) somebody's trying to talk. And so we were like, Oh, so I had to keep adding panels, adding panels, adding panels. Uh, Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. I understand. Mm. Uh, now, I, I mean, I was, I was looking at the panels, but yeah, it's kind of overkill even, when you first look at it, but then you understand when you hear. The yeah, it makes it, it makes sense because I didn't even think about those elevators. Uh-huh. But this is such a good spot, though. It's uh, you have a really nice view of the Capitol building. Yeah. We took a picture over there a few minutes ago, um, and you said it doesn't seem to be super expensive, like I thought it might be because the view and the right. space. And there's so much happening in this in this office of of yours. Like there's also like massage. Uh, right. Is it massage therapy? Yeah, I don't massage anybody. You don't want me doing that. <laughs> so, but you you'll have that. And then you'll have like a, a mental health room too, where yeah. y'all can just chill. So uh, overall, I guess the, the better way to explain it is that there is the umbrella of Chem Collaborative, mm-hmm. and it's just an organ or I guess you would say organization or a team or a network. We're not officially tied together legally at all. Yeah. But it's made up of several different businesses that have come together to make this space pretty cool and offer different things that are to help in health, overall health. And so if you think about your, your body and relieving where your pain is, then you're probably going to want to see a massage therapist or uh, go to the self-care room, whatever it is. You know, uh, Do yoga for a while with one of our yoga instructors. But like, it's also mental health. And like yeah. part of being a business owner or trying to grow your career and you're super serious about it is like how do you balance your your work life mm-hmm. and your home life obviously if you're doing everything in your business and it's going to consume you you're going to be up until three o'clock in the morning every night doing you know doing your taxes and now mm-hmm. i've got to work on our marketing and now i've got to do this and this and this and this, and this. so being able to offload some of that to some people that you can actually trust that's going to help your mental health and your overall life you know what i mean especially if you have a spouse or if you have kids you know i mean being able to spend more time with them and actually get restful sleep yeah and not be worrying about everything every night and then you know wake up and do it all over again every day so trying to provide overall mental That's and physical important. health yeah and out of out of the office what do you do to take care of your mental health outside so i play games <laughs> that's good yeah that's part of it um, so I'm a task oriented person. So playing games, like that's how I get my brain started in the morning. Mm-hmm. So coffee, obviously love it. Um, I know you're not a coffee drinker. I do not. Yeah. I'm drinking, a, <laughs> I'm drinking a Coke right now, which is bad, but yeah, right. Got to get your caffeine in. Uh, but I'll play games like uh, a Fortnite or something like that early in the morning. That way, uh, it's something that where I'm like, okay, here's your quests. You have to do this. You got to pick up this object, take it over here. You got to give it to this person. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that because doing those small tasks makes my my brain mm-hmm. fire. You know, the neurons just start firing in my yeah. brain because I'm like, yeah, I did something. Now let's do the next thing, and that, mm-hmm. that gets me started. And I'm like, all right, now to do some work, and I'll get to started on my my clients' work for their. Uh, social or their website, whatever it is I'm working on that day. Um, but also we do a lot of hosting of networking events and that really releases some of the pressure for me, which is weird cause I'm naturally an introvert. So being uh, like what, even what, seven years ago, probably talking to strangers wasn't going to happen. You know, I would rather <laughs> just go, I'll, I'll go home and go to my bedroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't want to talk to that person over there. Don't need you to try <laughs> to introduce us. Um, but I've just made it a part, like throwing myself out of the airplane without a parachute. That's what I call it. Yeah. You know, that's what kind of what it feels like whenever you're engaging in conversation and you're so used to just being in your own bubble. Um, over time, I've just forced myself because I was like, oh, well, if you're going to be known, if you're going to have brand identity, if you're going to have a reputation about yourself, a good reputation anyway, you're going to have to talk to other people. You're going to have to network because nobody gets to the top on the, completely on their own. Not yeah. Bezos, you know what I mean? 
Facebook, none of that started on its uh, completely on its own. It starts with multiple people and it ends with multiple people because mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have somebody sort of give you a hand or, or teach you, or you know, uh, make an introduction between you and another person that they know that you would never have access to otherwise. So um, networking is huge, and then mm-hmm. that's something they don't teach you in college about you know whenever you're getting a you know yeah. a business degree. I mean, the little hint on it. But they don't really tell you how important it is. Um, you know, you always hear that phrase of like, "It's who you know, not what you know." But it's not—it's not that at all. It's like it's a mix of both. It's mm-hmm. what you know, how hard you work, of course, and then also who it is that you know that can help you move. But they have to see something of value in you, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm working on myself to get better at my craft, and then I'm forcibly. <laughs> making myself get out there in these groups yeah. um, and start talking to other people about what it is that I do. And it sounds like I actually know what I'm talking about because I do know what I'm talking about. Um, rather than be like, yeah, some marketing guys, uh, <laughs> Facebook. And it's like, no, no, only the oldies are on Facebook now. <laughs> you know, we're all over there on Instagram now. Um, but yeah, but like talking, uh, talking about that stuff um, has just become natural and just, I don't, try to be the sales typey, you know what I mean? I hate car the car salesman type of mentality whenever you get out there and do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about marketing. Yeah. Oh, look at your website. I think you need some help. Uh, it's not like that at all. So I'll, instead of doing any of that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and treat people like people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm to listen to their story. I'm going to listen to whatever they have to say. Ask them how they're doing. If I see another person that was like I was seven years ago, where it's just an introvert that's just in there in the corner, and like because yeah. their employer or friend t- talked to them into coming to this thing because they thought it would be good for them, but then just left them to the wolves, you know. Mm. I mean, I will make a purpose th- to go out there and talk to that person. Yeah. And be like, hey, what's your name? What do you do? You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> let's talk about this and address it. You know, they're like, this is pretty awkward, right? And then tell you, tell them everything I just told you. Um, but like, hey, it takes a while to get used to it, but I said, but it is worth it. And like, I still am, you know, an introvert, you know, by nature. Whenever I talk to new people or go into these crowds, uh, like I have a social meter, and it will <laughs> dip low. It just doesn't dip as low as fast anymore. You yeah. Know? But yeah, after doing it all day, I will definitely go home, go to a dark room, just turn on some music or a podcast, and just lay there for a while by myself. I don't want anybody <laughs> around me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's how I recharge. I did feel like uh, I, at yesterday's event, I was I was feeling a little introverted, and I mm-hmm. never, normally don't because I, there was a lot of people I didn't know. Yeah, and there was a few that I did know, but when I went up to like the VIP section, I didn't know anybody. Yeah, and I was like, do I? Do I just walk up to people? Is that weird? Yeah. Um, so I kind of just went with the flow and eventually ended up talking to a lot of people, yeah. right? But I completely understand that it can be draining. And I'm an extrovert, and just by nature. And But there, I feel like even extroverts have moments where they're introverted. Sure. You know? Um, but you said you're an introvert, but you're also doing podcasting too, right? When that, yeah. that kind of makes you come out of your shell a little bit because you're just it's talking. It's yeah. And uh, can you talk a little bit about the podcast that, that you do? Yeah, so we do. It's called the Healthy Business Podcast, and it's me and Jessica Tolliver, who owns Kemp uh, Collaborative and uh, Massage Arkansas. So she owns the massage therapy part of this place. Um, so it's just us talking about different situations and subjects that uh, mostly issues you know, that a business owner or somebody that's building their professionality what they encounter and like what are our experiences there or like what's a new a new issue that pops up you know um that's on the tip of the tongue of everybody you know i mean we're Mm -hmm. sort of just talking it out um and then talk about our own own experiences we find out we're not experienced we're not you know experts on anything because (laughs) we're just (laughs) just like anybody else we're just talking about this and obviously these are just our opinions on these things and then we'll be talking to each other and then Jessica will actually turn me, <laughs> turn my opinion uh, while we're talking. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Or I'll give her a point that you know she hasn't thought about. And so we just sort of collaborate on that mm-hmm. until we have something where we're like, okay, well, I think there might be something to this, but this isn't the the end all. It yeah. doesn't mean like this is the definitive way that you should think about these things. It's like do your homework. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you works for you. 
but most of all, just keep in mind that, you know, we're all human beings that are mm-hmm. trying to make this work. Your version of reality is definitely version different from my version of reality. Yeah. Regardless of what you're doing, if it's home, if it's work, if it's school, I mean, everything that you're experiencing is your experience. And mm-hmm. so I can't tell you how to think or what, you know, influence you in that way. I can give you some things to think about, and then you consider that. And if you want to change, and that's up to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what we what we basically go through um, and go on some wild tangents, talking about <laughs> everything from real estate in Arizona to, to in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or was it Nevada? Oh, it was yeah. It was uh, New Mexico. I think is where she was. She had a house. Anyways, yeah. But we go all around the world. Um, How many episodes in are y'all? Oh, so this is thirty. Three, I want to say that we recorded today. Okay. Okay. So they say that, and that was kind of our goal. So we made it to uh, yeah, over thirty now. They say that you have found an audience, or begin to find your base audience in podcasting whenever you uh, you shoot three or thirty. Sorry, mm-hmm. thirty podcasts. You you record those, you put them out there, and then that builds your base. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is or not. It's just like. Uh, this the standard, I guess. You know, I mean, sort of a, a, a medium, of a medium. Yeah, it is, well, it can be. I mean, you can record thirty podcasts in a day if you wanted to, but that'd be so draining. <laughs> that'd be so draining. I don't, e- yeah. I don't even know if I have, if I would have the energy for Dude, that. Oh no, no, no! Unless you just really love talking to yourself all day long. Especially there's, there's, you know, there's folks that do podcasts where they just talk to themselves. Yeah, and I don't. I, I don't know how to do that either. That's why I was so on the fence about doing podcasting again because I was like, I don't know, I don't want to have like a, a, a week where it's just me. Because <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah, I've done that, and I've done it live on the radio, which is even more difficult to do because I okay. wasn't able to edit it or anything. It was right. straight onto the airwaves, and I think I did one for the most recent. I've only done two, and the most recent one I did was for Father's Day. Okay. And uh, my co-host couldn't get, couldn't be there. My guest wasn't able to make it. They wow. canceled last minute. And I was talking about Father's Day. I was talking about my experiences, you know, with my dad, and then also talking about experiences that people have with their with their dad that, you know, they don't they're not close. Yeah. Just trying to like literally touch how everybody would be feeling on this mm-hmm. day, from all different experiences, and just kind of relating as to like. That it's okay to like not talk to your dad. It's okay yeah. to it's okay to to love your dad. All these different scenarios that people are are experiencing on that day. Sure. You know, because I'm not sure about you, but like, and with my experience, you know, my my father passed away like 12 years ago. So I have a different experience from someone who is either upset at their dad at the moment, uh, yeah. or or um, or that they love their dad. Yeah. And that the dad's in their life. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I was able to just kind of. Not ramp, but just talk for like thirty minutes straight. We got some stuff off your chest though while you were talking. Yeah, like yeah. I, I felt like I was going to therapy or something. Yeah, but for sure. It was one of like our most listened to podcasts. Really? Yeah, and it was and and I always assume that people like guests uh, and just to kind of hear their story. And yeah, some people do, but it's weird how sometimes people just want to hear your opinion. Yeah, because they're listening to your podcast, so they obviously want to well, hear that's you. That's true. That's true. Right. And I never really thought about that, but then I can't, I started telling myself, okay, well, I got to do more of this. And I and it, but it does take some bravery though, because you're just kind of like, can I really do thirty <laughs> minutes of me just talking? Yeah. But other people do it. Um, and do y'all do guests in your podcast? We do. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah, we bring in people every once in a while. And how do how have you? Um, do you feel that you do a better job when there is a guest or whenever there's no guest? I think they're more fun for me personally when there is a guest because I get to talk to somebody completely new and then ask them, you know, questions that can possibly make them very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Because I like doing my research. I'm not a journalist whatsoever, and I never, you know, was uh, schooled on any of that. You know what I mean? So it's just like me sort of emulating what I've heard other people do. But I'm like, what would I do if I was like a journalist? If I was giving a real interview? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd tell you what I'd do. And it's like kind of like the uh, the actor studio. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. And so well, he would like bring up something like very obscure, mm-hmm. not prepare them, not let them come up with a, a preformed answer that was based on their, you know, I mean, their image or whatever. But he would just ask them something point blank that really threw them off. And so I love doing that. The, the more modern version of that is yeah. Hot Ones on YouTube. Yes, that's great. Where you make them 
real, like physically uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> and then you yeah. ask him the real questions. Yeah, like, he like. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the best one that I just like hollered laughing was uh, Theo Vaughn. I'm not sure if you know who he is. He's, no. he's a comedian from Louisiana. Has a mullet. Uh, he was on there, and I was just cracking up laughing. It was a, a really good episode. I definitely recommend that for anybody that that uh, has never watched an episode of Hot Ones. And he's also great with questions, too. Like, he brings up stuff that the guests are all like, wait, how did you even know that, that happened when I was in high school? Um, so I think it definitely is important to, well, I've learned to do your research before you <laughs> interview someone because you also have to uh, show your guests, you yeah. know, that, they, that they're important to you, that you right. actually went the route of looking yeah. into their past and ask them about some things that might be important to them. Because I can tell, like, some of the people I've interviewed, you know, I because they do regular, you know, podcasting, they, you know, they, they circulate around, right? So especially in Arkansas, there's only so many people that are, that are doing it that are like just a, we talk about this subject and we bring in guests every week and we talk to them and ask them about what they do. And so like I've, I've brought in a few where they were just, they, you could tell that they were like, okay, this is a paint by numbers type of thing where I'm not going to have to prepare at all. Mm. But then, I'll, but beforehand I Googled them. Mm-hmm. And I'll find something from like you know twenty thirty years ago or whatever, <laughs> or like they're uh, see that they were in a play in high school and they played this, you know, what I mean? and I'll bring up something like that, and they'll be like, "Oh, I did not expect you to say that." But okay, <laughs> let's let's get into it. But like you can feel how they they open up more because you you did the extra you know research. You actually were, were looking at that rather than be like feel impersonal, you know. Where you were just like, okay, this is just somebody I'm bringing in to be filler for my podcast. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and you going into into what we were uh, touched a little bit at the beginning, you have created the first podcast convention mm-hmm. in Arkansas. How does that idea come about, and and when was the <laughs> moment when you thought I'm the right person to to do this? Yeah, um, it came about because I suck at fundraising. So that's the that's the big one. I uh, I'm being honored this year um, for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. They always uh, every year they take a group of people they consider to be you know young professionals that are making a difference in their community and sort of honors them at the what they call the finest gala at the end of the year. Oh, but that's cool. it's an investment throughout the year. So like you're constantly being put in magazines and they're drawing mm-hmm. attention to you. But um, at being accepted as uh, an honoree, like one of your responsibilities is to help the foundation raise funds. Um, uh. Yeah, um, it's it's really genius. Though. <laughs> 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 I, I would have thought of this. Um, so you're helping fundraise uh, throughout the year before the finest gala, um, and of course there's a competition like who can raise the most, that type of thing. Uh-huh. But like you have a bare minimum and all that stuff and. I tried a couple of different fundraisers uh, with local coffee shops that were clients. I'm like, hey, let's just uh, during these hours in the morning, whenever people come in and buy, if you guys would just donate a portion of proceeds to us, uh, we'll call that a fundraiser. Or you know, and then people have QR codes that they could donate to. And so, did a couple of those, and they were they were okay. You know, it's people were just coming just to support me and to what I was trying to do. You know, mm-hmm. but um, doesn't hurt that you had really good coffee, but. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, oh man, this is not not a, a whole lot of money I'm making here. <laughs> I'm bringing in. So um, there were other people that are, were already making like uh, they already brought in over five thousand dollars within like two Oof. weeks, and I was like, man, how do you do that? I don't yeah. understand. I hate, like I said, the same thing with going up and, and introducing yourself and networking. I don't want to come off as a salesperson, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. I hate asking people for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like if you every time you see me and you're like, Oh God, here comes Ty again, trying to pull another dollar out of my pocket. Like that hurts that relationship. Right. Yeah. And so I hate asking for money. That's why I suck so bad at, at, at fundraising. But I was like, well, what's something that, you know, uh, hasn't been done in Arkansas before that I would actually get into that way. Even if I didn't make any money for it, you know what I mean? I, I had a blast, you know what I mean? And, uh, I was like, well, there's a national podcast convention. I was like, have we ever had one here? Uh, and so I started doing research on that, and it turns out, nope, nobody's ever done a podcast convention here in Arkansas. 
we've had everything from Comic Cons and you know entertainment expos and that type of thing, but not specifically a, a podcast convention, which is kind of weird because it's happening all around us. Did Did you do this podcast convention with uh, in in mind that there was a Comic Con happening today? Happening no, not at all. It okay. is, that just happened to be. This, I believe me, I use that to my advantage though, because <laughs> I would go, <laughs> I would look at the. Uh, the bars and the restaurants and everyone had already posted up their Comic-Con posters and we'd go in there with our flyers and be like, hey, you mind if we hang this up? And they're like, yeah, sure, just pick a spot. And all right, so we'd go right above the Comic-Con posters mm. and we're like, all right, this happens the day before, so go ahead and just look at this. Um, well, it's not today, it's tomorrow. Or tomorrow. whatever. You know. no, I mean, like, I, I, I thought it was today for some reason, but it was tomorrow and Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I might try to stop by because they have the... They have a Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I might, I might stop by. But sorry for interrupting. You. No, you're good. I saw Tara Strong was going to be there, and that, that yeah. got me excited. And I was like, man, she's ever since like my childhood. She was a Harley Quinn on the Batman animated series during the '90s. If you remember that at all? Yeah, dude. Like I, I spazzed out a little bit because I, uh, she follows me. On, oh, really? On Twitter? No way. Yeah, and uh, and I mean, she does the voice for Timmy Turner. Yeah, and uh-huh. and uh, I mean I love like I used to, I used to love watching that cartoon all the time, and uh, and yeah, just she's gonna be here. Kimberly from the Power Rangers is gonna be here as well, <laughs> and some other folks in the Power Rangers. So and then some professional wrestlers too. So I might I might stop by. I think they're they're out of tickets for Saturday, um, but they I think they're gonna start selling some at the uh, at the actual venue. But sorry for okay. interrupting you again. If no, you want to go back to that was a good tangent. I like it. <laughs> Um, no, so I was looking into the, like I said, researching, has this ever been done before? No, never been a podcast convention here before ever. Um, and so I just sort of gauged interest by just posting on, you know, on social and be like, Hey, if I did this, would anybody be interested in this? And they're like, Oh wow. That's, I never really thought about that. And so we had a lot of interest pouring in. Um, and I was like, okay, well, next step, um, I'm gonna go try to find a venue and just see what they would charge me to be able to do this. And so I talked to um, Aaron at the Innovation Hub, and it's a, a huge maker space that's here. Um, Beautiful space. Yeah, and I've been to a couple of other event, events there, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What would you guys charge me? And she's like, that's such a good idea that we would actually sponsor you and you wouldn't have to pay us anything. And I'm like, great. I was free? about to say that, that that would fit like into like what they're doing. Yeah, well, it turns out it's the perfect timing because uh, Best Buy has actually – um, approach them and tell them that they're going to be uh, renovating one of the rooms in the, the Innovation Hub to be a what they call the Teen Tech Center, and that's where they teach teenagers how to podcast. And so it's nothing oh. but a podcasting studio that they're already building. And she said, did you, they, did you already know that we were doing renovations <laughs> for that? And I was like, no, I had no idea. Wow. And she's like, well, it seems like the perfect storm. Um, let's go ahead and do this. And I was like, great. So I had two months to prepare um, in the two months, learned a lot about, you know, uh, creating events, promoting events, <laughs> uh, getting the flyers together, using, of course, it helps when you are a marketing company, right? So when you have that, you've got the, the majority of what you would spend your money on promoting an event. You already have that in-house, so you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. That was great. So creating the flyers uh, and then creating team members that would go out and post the flyers into their, all the restaurants. Like I said, number one, look for all the Comic-Con signs and then go in there and go ahead and post right above them. Yeah. Um, because if you know if they're posting one flyer, you know they're okay with posting others. And so then we went a step above that, started asking each of the businesses that would allow us to hang our flyers, hey, would you like to be a sponsor of this? Mm-hmm. And then we'll add your logo to this flyer and then hang it up in your, in your window. And we kept getting yeses uh, in, in exchange. And so... We spent probably about three hundred dollars altogether for the, uh, the the podcast convention itself, and we probably it would have cost us I mean multiple thousands of dollars of what we all had uh, you know, donated to us from sponsors. Um, everything from like last night they had the drawing for the thousand dollar you know three night stay in an RV. By the way, I missed the drawing. Oh man, that's or bad. Name it, but yeah. Uh, so somebody's going to have a good time. Yeah. We're going to take the RV <laughs> for three days and just go camp anywhere for free. Oh. That's awesome. Um, so we had donations like that. We had all the food was donated. All the drinks were donated. 
Um, yeah, everything from, I mean, they donated a keg and just, uh, uh, multiple cases of, you know, brewed you know, beer that's brewed here in, in uh, Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, cases of wine and uh, what else was donated? It was all sorts of stuff. The charcuterie boards, uh, tablecloth, all kinds of things. Anyway, so everything that we needed there was all donated besides, like, we spent, like, $300 um part of it was like on hotel rooms for people that were like mm-hmm. you were one of them right so it was mm-hmm. coming down from northwest arkansas i wanted to make sure you guys had a hotel room to stay in um some of the rooms were donated in exchange for me for paying one you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so i would pay one and they would give me one um oh, that's cool and so uh yeah making sure that it was like i don't want you to have to make a whole drive back and it worked out for you because you've got a uh, yeah I'm a few meetings. yeah you got a few meetings to get i just to went it. ahead and like and booked it again yeah, <laughs> for, there for, you go. Uh, for me for the next time um and is there is there any anything that you learned that you like either want to improve for the next time or that you realized you know maybe maybe a way that you were approaching something wasn't as effective yeah um i realized that so I host the events a lot, right? But they're never that large. I used to, so I was in, uh, a praise and worship leader mm. there for a while, for a few years. You know, I'm, I'm out of that. But Where at? <laughs> um, in Wrightsville. It was a, okay. yeah organization there. But we, so I, every day we play for, for 200 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 200 people were there. I could get on the microphone, say a little blah, 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 get them up on their feet, and then we go into singing and stuff like that. Right. So um, it's different when you're getting up there and just talking and hosting an entire event. It's not just a getting on stage and saying one, you know, you've got one statement to make. It's the monologue, you know what I mean, for three minutes, and then you're done. Then it's other people taking over the stage and doing that. Mm-hmm. It's me up there interviewing the panelists, mm-hmm. introducing the panelists, talking about our sponsors, and then closing it out, opening up, you know, all that. Um, it's a lot. So it's very, <laughs> very, it's a very, very different. And it's different than just like you and I just sitting here talking, right? I can do this you know, all, all day, every day, whatever. Going into networking events, being able to control the room that way, but like in pieces. Because I would just yeah. move around the room and engage a conversation engage a conversation then move over to this group and do this one you know when you're trying to talk to an entire room especially with that many people that we had yesterday and lots of them were excited about the food and they were over here just talking and like especially in the beginning when i was having to like hey we're gonna go ahead and start you know it's like (laughs) i don't and they were like yeah whatever (laughs) the wine is free yeah the wine's free yeah that's what i'm here for (laughs) But not, and like it took a while for it to all to die down and us yeah. to actually get their attention and actually come to the seats and stuff. Um, so I don't know if I'll actually host next year. I know we're definitely going to do another year, but I may just be the you know organizing and, be, and being the force behind it again, of mm-hmm. course. But I may get somebody else to MC the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So because it seems like I'm with. I mean, we're doing podcasts, and there's lots of people that can just naturally talk and host things, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> surely I can pull one of them to be like, "Hey, yeah. why don't you just go ahead and host this, just like you would have hosted a podcast?" Literally got a, a full room full of them. Exactly. Right. 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 Or just trade them off. <laughs> <laughs> take turns. Yeah, take turns. Host yourself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think besides that, like everything else went went pretty well. Yeah, um, I thought it was a great event. Yeah. I think everything. The vibe was good. Yeah. The place was great. Uh, the people that you brought were very informative, and I think I I took notes yeah. of st- different things that oh, yeah, that too. people were were saying and websites that they were using. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this back. Exactly. See how I can improve. You know what I'm doing. That's what I said yesterday. I was like, I, I tricked you all into coming into this room just so I could get notes <laughs> from all these people. <laughs> that's but that's was, how it feels. There were some people in yeah. the crowd that were. I mean, they were taking it super seriously. Like they yeah. they were asking like questions that I could tell were concerns of theirs personally for like their right. podcast, you yeah. know, that they wanted to know things about, which I think that's, that's the important thing of, of doing this is just providing that education for folks and uh, for people to network. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, my past guest, Itzel, who I just interviewed, yeah. I didn't know her before and I had the opportunity to interact with her and, and with other folks. And, and yeah, I just hope that this is something that you continue to do every year. Oh, and sure. I just hope it gets bigger and bigger. 
when it's manageable. We're already, I mean? yeah, we're already planning for, for the next year. And before we even had this one out of the way, we were planning on, you know, phase two and three. And so we might have uh, a smaller thing coming up soon. And so we're still working out the details okay. on that. So that'd be great. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that I think really made it work wasn't just, you know, bringing in all the podcasters and just being like, here, line up, tell me about what you, I think a, a big part of it what like I said, everything's psychology, right? Mm-hmm. So the pairings that I had of the panelists, and so I would pair um, somebody that specialized. Well, you had what a real estate agent was it? Right? No, oh, no, I no, you a, had the health. Yes, I had Hillary. Hillary. So you had Hillary Downey, who specializes in her brand that helps people lose weight and keep the weight off and all that. And then I asked her for you. tips afterwards. I was <laughs> like, so okay, hey, tell me what you, you do. How you do that? Because yeah. <laughs> I need it. And then you, which, which you're involved mostly in. Well, you're just interviewing members of the community, right? Mm-hmm. And then political influence, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. bringing everybody for conversation, um, two very different fields, yeah. but there is like a thread that you know connects you mm-hmm. because you're, besides just podcasting, that's obvious, right? You're both podcasters, but yeah. also you're trying to help people, but like you're doing it in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And so like learning from each other and like, mm-hmm. hey, what is, what is your method of doing this and your method of this? And I think, people were starting to learn from each other uh, in the different pairings that I had because um, the, the guy, one the most memorable I think was the the guy that uh, does Smokeless Tobacco. Mm. His podcast is about nothing but reviewing smo- uh, Smokeless you know, Tobacco because he wanted to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, he started his channel, but now he owns his own Smokeless Tobacco factory. You know what uh, I mean? It's grown to that point and, and, and just over years. Um, but he That's was, Chad, right? Yeah, that was Chad. Okay. And so he was paired with Dr. Fletcher. Yeah. Who, you know, is very Humanity Matters. That's his podcast. And uh, it's all about connecting, you know, political leaders to community leaders and also helping the impoverished. And how do we get everybody who is helping everybody else so that yeah. nobody has to fall? Um, and so, like, <laughs> Chad got up there, and he was like, I feel bad because everybody before me has come up here, and, like, they're they're making a real change in the world. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Fletcher was like, well, hold on. He said, let me tell you this. He said, you're actually making a change in some people's lives. You've got a huge following. You matter to people. And, like, it was, like, it really opened his eyes. He was like, man, I never really even thought about this. And, like, yeah. It was, it was beautiful. Chad's a good dude. I, I, really I just met him for the first time yesterday, but yeah. we've been friends on social media for like two two or three years also, yeah. kind of like around the same range that me and mm-hmm. you have. And uh, and he's I see that he supports a lot of good causes. Yeah. Um, and I think for me the most important thing we know with this podcast convention was just seeing all these people doing amazing things and uh, showing me that, you know, more people should be involved in this space and can get involved with the space because there's like different tools that people use yeah. that sometimes people don't even think that they could afford, you know, right. and or free for, for a lot of them, you know, anchors free. Yeah. Um, but, and I knew that, right? Because I did my own research and I did my, my own podcast, but for the people that didn't know, and were just coming to this podcast uh, convention to try to just figure out like where to even start. Right. It goes a long way having so many experts there. Yeah. I, I say experts because we're doing it, right? We've been doing it, some of us, for a little bit longer than others, but I think we're becoming experts now. Well, yeah. I mean, you could definitely call yourself an expert. If you've been doing it for any amount of time and you've learned your lessons and, like, mm-hmm. you can teach somebody else something, you're an expert now because, I mean, podcasting is the Wild West. And yeah. so we don't, right now, because there's no definitive, oh, if you're with this podcasting you know, producing company, then you're top of the line. Or if you're with this one in Arkansas, that doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. It's just all individuals who have decided to pick up a microphone and start talking. And so there are some that have become more prominent than others. And there's still others that are just getting started and trying to figure out how to get a regular schedule going, that type of thing. And so, I mean, it's just, it's open for anybody. Anybody Mm -hmm. can do this. Definitely. Um, Any, any new ideas that you have, that you've been thinking uh, since you said that you started already planning for next year. Yeah. Anything you want to do that you that you didn't uh, do this time? You don't have to go deep because for you might next have, year's you might convention, some, you might yeah you might yeah, have I don't some secrets. Spoil it, you know. You don't have to mean? spoil everything, but yeah. is there's like is there something that has came to mind that you're like I, I next know year? There's yes. Yeah, so there's some technical things I definitely want to do different next year. Mm-hmm. More microphones. 
I want to stop having to have. <laughs> I, like I, I didn't realize. I thought we were going to have microphones for everybody on stage, right? And then plus one for me so that I could ask questions if the crowd didn't have any. Or we could pass a mic around to the crowd so they could give. And then we could capture all that audio through the board. Mm. Well, it didn't happen. We only had two microphones. And so I kept having to grab it from you yesterday. I cracked up that moment where yeah. you uh, gave me my microphone yeah, back. Here. And then you asked a yeah. question that I couldn't answer because it wasn't about me. And then you took the microphone back. <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> when you gave me the microphone, I was like, I'm gonna just give it back to him, but yeah. we're in front of all these people. But just hold so it for now. I'll just, just wait. Hold it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I gotta do. No, so that that was uh, you know better planning on that part. Yeah. And plus, so yesterday we filmed the stage from three different angles oh. with three different cameras. Okay. It's a little anxiety-inducing for me. Kind of, but I mean, <laughs> like, I wanted the point was that we were preparing for year two. Yeah. I wanted to capture this. Mm-hmm. So that we could have it for you know later for people that missed it and maybe they went to the workshops or maybe they couldn't make it to the, uh, the convention itself or you know of course the panelists themselves using it for content for their in their own channels. Uh, I was um, saying anxiety inducing for me because you you might get like a bad angle of me. That's what I was. No, what good. I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Three different angles. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we we would the point was that we could you know sort of while we're playing the audio you know mm-hmm. what I mean switch you know which camera we're, we're filming from at, at any point in time um, they were all set up exactly the same mm-hmm. they had two 4k cameras and one 6k camera they were all black magic and they were set up to uh, the, the same external hard drives and they were recording and formatted and everything and everything was fine until the end when we went there to go turn the cameras off two of the cameras didn't they recorded the whole three and a half hours but it had a little red exclamation mark where it was saying like the bit rate of the camera was too high for the external hard drive and so like it wasn't writing on it Uh, and so we lost footage on two cameras uh, yeah so we only have the one Mm-hmm. Um, but we have you know perfect audio because we plug directly into the board. But that's that's great. So at least we have something. Right. But like Could've next year, it. making sure we test the equipment. And I had two videographers helping me out doing this. I was like, I'll just trust them to do this mm-hmm. part. It gives me it gives me trust issues. You know what I mean? I'm like, because I'm already like a micromanaging control freak when it comes to stuff like this. And I'm yeah. like, okay. But then I'll, I'll relinquish some of this stuff because it's like, well, I'm not a pro at this. I'm going to let them handle it. And then yeah. I don't get my footage. And I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> so how do you um, – are, are you going to put this this footage online anywhere? Oh, yeah, for sure. It will be on the official uh, uh, RCAST website. Okay. Is there like a time frame as to when we can expect it by? Um no, <laughs> I'm trying to get it up there by October. Okay, okay. yeah, just just so, so I can keep an eye out. It all for depends it. on what my video editor is able to do and what we're, how we're going to piece this together because we had the original, we had it storyboarded and everything. We we knew what we were going to do for mm. our promo videos and then we were going to make one that was 15 seconds. This one's 30 and here's the three minute video yeah. and then here's like each section of everybody that's talking. Well, that's all out the window Sometimes because our, our angles are out. So now oh. we've just got the one video. But plus, I've been chasing down everybody's you know, social posts when they've been tagging me yeah. and saving all their photos and little little mini videos and stuff that they've been posting. I'll so send you the videos I got. I would appreciate my, that. Thank you. All the media that you can you captured, just let me. With my cinematic mode on my iPhone. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for the invite for the uh, for the podcast oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it I loved interacting with people like I said the event was just so smooth and everything on our side looked like went great sure. you know, I'm not sure on the organizer's side that's yeah. always a little different you know you see the little uh, mess ups and the little things that you want to improve next time but for us as like uh, panelists or, mm-hmm. or spectators oh, it was a great event so Good. Good thank job. you for, for coming up with this and, and yeah I'm excited to see like how it continues to grow year in year out and, and hopefully we get you know, even more people showing up the next oh, yeah. time, and hopefully, eventually, we do one in NWA. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I want to see. I want to hear from people that went to this one and then became they started their own podcast because mm. they listened to you guys, and then they get to talk about their podcast. That's what I would love to find. Okay, and then you're gonna you're gonna pair them up with someone that <laughs> loves to talk about the hot most dogs. Intimidating, yes, <laughs> the hot dog podcast. Yeah. Just someone that just like tries hot dogs and just like uh, likes all these I'm different sure flavors. Exists out there they somewhere. Do. There's they an do. audience for it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ty. I appreciate you being a guest on our podcast, and uh, 
I'm excited to listen to your podcast. Um, I've I've found it on on Spotify, um, and uh, and hopefully people listening, the people that are listening right now to this podcast, go check it out, and go to the uh, to the podcast website, which is rcastcon.com. It's so a r k a s t c o n dot com. In October, look out for that video out there. I'm gonna be uh, looking for it as well, and you can follow. Uh, does the podcast convention have a Facebook page or an Instagram that they can follow? People can follow. So I was kind of torn on that. So we just did the event for this, and I wanted to see and make sure it was going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and if it stays up, because I was like, oh wow, another social account for me to keep up with. <laughs> Great, love it. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like that's kind of what I'm going to have to do. That way, I can start posting uh, all the, the photos and stuff from people that were there and the VIPs and. Okay. The more content and putting it out there and then getting it ready and hyped up for next year. And where can people reach you if they want to work with you in any capacity? Oh, man, you can contact us through AmericanBusinessEngine.com. Okay. And so all our contact information is there, phone number, email address, all that. Well, there you go. Thank you, Ty, for being guests on our episode 146 of the District 3 Podcast. This is Irvin signing off.